0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome
1: to our variety show for
0: sarcastic people. So this week we did something that I know Kelsey regrets. I do regret it. (laughs) And we finally cashed in on making her watch an episode of The Bachelor. And by episode, we mean two and a
1: half hours of The Bachelor.
0: Yeah. The Bachelor is essentially an instrument of medieval torture. So they do stuff like that to you sometimes. (sighs) Yeah. To be clear, this was Bachelor Winter Games, which was ABC's contribution to the Olympics hype. Yep. 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 And then as uh, a B segment, I was going to try to think of something more clever and it wasn't there. No. Nope. It has gone. We watched A Princess for Christmas. Now, that's going to sound weird because it's February and you thought Watch Hallmark was over. Oh. However, it is relevant because we have been watching this obscure show um, called Outlander. Mm-hmm. And in Outlander, there's an actor, his name is Sam Hewen. You might have you heard that name around. Sam Hewen back in the day, was the star of A Princess for Christmas. <laughs> so that's how we got there.
1: We're starting our, our Outlander omnibus shortly, and we just wanted to go back to, the, back
0: to his roots. <laughs> <laughs> See where it all began. Yeah. He was a much smaller man back then, but not in a bad way. Not in the way one usually means that. Right.
1: It was also just right in our sweet spot of Hallmark Christmas slash a prince, a crit. I, what was that one? <laughs> uh, a Christmas Prince, whatever the fuck. Yes. The yes. Netflix original programming.
0: It's like a word casserole of Christmas <laughs> and royal titles.
1: Since we never really wrapped up our Hallmark
0: hate watch, we decided
1: to extend it to February.
0: Yeah, just what you guys all wanted, right?
1: (laughs) I regret nothing.
0: It's secretly way more about Outlander than it is about this particular movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shocking to no one, this has all been about Outlander all along.
1: (laughs) Don't worry, our pregame was... Literally 15 minutes of Kiersey Google image searching.
0: (laughs) In fairness, Kelsey made me because she's been having an argument uh, with someone about whether or not he looks like Chris Pratt and then suggested that he maybe looks more like Tom Brady. I was correct. It got really weird. It got weird. (laughs) That was her fault. (laughs) But anyway. I also never want to look at any pictures of Tom Brady ever again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's get into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to me about watching your first ever Bachelor.
1: So I know a lot of people watch The Bachelor who I know, and I assume that most of them watch it with a level of hate watch spirit mm-hmm. and irony but dear it's always god
0: dear god <laughs> i've watched episodes of the bachelor with bachelor watchers and i'm still not totally clear because at times it feels like it's ironic but then at other times it real doesn't it was Probably the worst thing I've ever
1: watched ever. <laughs> it was my absolute nightmare.
0: Yes. Yes, that's fair. Ugh. This this watch was interesting to me because y'all may remember if you've been with us for a while now, that back in the day I watched one whole season of The Bachelor. Um, it was Nick's season, which is best known for one of the contestants, Corinne. hmm And I had, like, this brief period with it where I got really distracted by some moments of accidental feminism. Yeah, And I let myself believe that there could be a world in which this was not the worst thing ever made. And then luckily I took some time away. I took some time with myself. <laughs> And I'm no longer in that mental space. (laughs) This was the worst. There were so many things I was reminded of that are the worst.
1: Yeah. Immediately the worst thing, before you even began, was when you realized it was two hours long. And the way On Demand split it up was that there was a part one and a part two. And somewhere along the way, I ended up... (laughs) 25 minutes into part two of episode two instead of part two of episode one. So I had to watch more. And it, first of all, it took me 24 minutes to figure out from context that I'd missed something. Second of all, guess what? We found out, I don't give a flying fuck about spoilers when they're Bachelor spoilers. (laughs)
0: Uh, I wish I could find some small comfort in that, but I don't. Oh, it was so bad. And then I had to go back and watch more. (laughs) See, this is where streaming, like, took one for the team over on demand. Because on Hulu, it was just one hour and a half long episode. Mm. I didn't have to do any work. It was just one episode. There was no risk involved. I didn't accidentally watch part of another episode, which is my signature move. I know. I know. That's what I do. Kelsey did it this time. I
1: did appreciate that On Demand at least let you fast forward the actual content.
0: It didn't (laughs) let you fast
1: forward the commercials, but I was like, musical number? Uh, Hard pass. And I fast forwarded through the whole thing.
0: Where was there a musical number? There
1: was like, during the parade, some country chick was singing. Oh, yeah, that did happen. They did some talking heads over it, but it wasn't worth it, so I skipped it. Right,
0: right, 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 right. Yeah, that's, like, a thing they do on The Bachelor. It's, like, a trope, and magically I always black out during all of them. (laughs) Like, I tried to focus on my knitting so I
1: could, like, take myself to a better place, and it still didn't work.
0: It was so bad. I can't knit while watching The Bachelor. Because it melts your brain? Yeah, it, it, like, it completely breaks my brain. I just can't do it. It's so bad. And, like, there's nothing to pay attention to, so... Yeah. Uh, there's no other excuse for it except, like, I'm just broken. Right. just broken all the time.
1: So my biggest burning question is why you didn't go to the parade?
0: I didn't know that any of this was happening until more than halfway through filming. I can't remember even... I think the way I found out that it was in Vermont, even, was that you might have... No that was i don't i have no idea how this all came to be i jk'd so this was filmed in manchester vermont which is like a hop skip and a jump from where i am but it was in vermont and uh they actually did about as good a job doing vermont as hallmark does Mm -hmm. which is hilarious because they were physically in vermont (laughs) and i have proof From, like, local publications in Manchester that they were physically in Vermont.
1: I feel like I earned some credit for knowing that it was Southern Vermont and not Northern Vermont from context clues.
0: (laughs) What tipped you off?
1: It was almost like it was New Hampshire. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's valid. It really did seem like there were, like, 50 extras at that parade, though. It wasn't a populated parade.
0: No. Not a lot
1: of people turned out for it.
0: The funniest thing is they kept going on and on about how there were so many Bachelor fans in Vermont, and this was such a great crowd, and blah, 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 and I was like, bitches were bored, and there was a camera crew. They yeah. were like, hi, damn, look at what's going on. Yeah. Like, bitches will turn out for a parade, no matter what kind of parade it is. <laughs> French Heritage Day parades. Oh. coming parades. Sure. I don't even we've got other kinds of parades too. But you don't turn out for parades. I don't do parades. <laughs> I parades.
1: Oh man. So, yeah. Yeah. This was weird for a lot of reasons, but I think one of them was that they brought in like international bachelor contestants uh-huh. in addition to local bachelor contestants and domestic not local sure
0: yep yep
1: important i just want to be clear it's not (laughs) like vermont is
0: a breeding ground for bachelor contestants
1: (laughs) that would be a different type of bachelor yeah completely but yeah one of the u.s based contestants teed this all up by saying this is the only quote i wrote down for the whole show She said, I went to a psychic once, and they said I'm going to meet my husband on an international journey, so that's why I'm here.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not that far off from the palm reading that Mrs. Graham gives Claire right before she goes through the dick rocks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't just roll out dick rocks with no context. (laughs)
0: Uh, Trademark Podlander. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, Yeah.
1: So, I didn't... I just have so many questions about, like, the people on this show and the people watching Uh this show and, like,
0: Uh
1: how seriously they take this concept.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I just... I don't... The funniest thing for me, watching you experience this for the first time, is that... The Bachelor is exactly what it feels like to me when I watch rom-coms or any other kind of love story, which like hurts my heart. <laughs> that's literally what every single one of them feels like to me. And it makes sense, right? Because that's exactly what The Bachelor is playing off of. Mhm. Uh-huh. It's trying to like commodify that type of romance. It's like how many ways can you package it up and like make it wholesale basically? So it makes sense, but that's literally what romance stories have always felt like to me, and The Bachelor is, like, not that far distilled. So how, like, squirmy and, like, weird you found it is how weird I find romance. That's fair. I (laughs) think the distinction to be made
1: is presumably that people on involved in making the, the product and the people consuming the product understand that one thing is fake and one thing is real yes and in the case of the bachelor i think at least some of the people who are on it and are watching it believe it to be true
0: yeah i that's where i always get thrown off though because i always i feel like i've had this conversation with bachelor watchers where it's like cognitive dissonance like they seem to believe both things are true at the same time even, like, I can't even... I couldn't even watch this, ironically. No, I can't either. I just couldn't do it. I mean, there's a lot of things that are on its face really gross about it, but I also feel like there's there's no way to get around the fact that, like, you're told that you're going to go to this place, and you're going to have this group of people, and your only job is to make out with them and eventually propose to them. Like, that's not an environment where anything real happens. Right. I kept having this feeling of, like, is this what Tinder is like? Yeah. Yeah. I, I as someone who's never dated, right. I feel very confident saying that right. that's true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then say nothing of the fact that, like, they literally make people compete. Yeah, And then, like... In this episode, they literally made people, like, vote each other off the island survivor style. Yeah. And it's set up to intentionally create, like, this very dramatic environment where people are gonna have catfights and people are gonna make alliances and have rivalries, all for the sake of, like, getting to make out with one person.
1: Right. And I don't understand how, in the course of, like, three days in this house, they're, like, already deciding who they are in love with, and I'm like, but, but, but,
0: but. Yeah, I don't even decide who I'm, like, willing to go out to lunch with that quickly. No! (laughs) And they're
1: all, like, irritating. Like, no one's, no one has any
0: qualities that are redeeming. (laughs) No. It did seem like, so, Winter Games is more... Is a similar format to Bachelor in Paradise, which I've never understood the format of Bachelor in Paradise until I watched Winter Games. Okay. But in the regular Bachelor, because it's, like, one guy and a bunch of women, or one woman and a bunch of guys, there's not as much emphasis on what attracts you to who, because you have to be attracted to the one person. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then, like, the contestant isn't supposed to really say, like who they're ultimately attracted to because they're supposed to be attracted to all 25 of them. right? So in this one, I did notice that in all of the talking heads, they were a lot freer to talk very honestly about finding each other physically attractive. So almost all of their talking heads were just like, he's smoking hot.
1: But then like they sit on the couch next to each other and they're like, I find you attractive. Like, well, I find you attractive. It's like, what is this
0: conversation? That's their small talk. That is their small talk. Well, their small talk is, like, whether or not they're going to make out later. It's so weird. Because the whole environment is just, like, you're going to fall in love here. So all you're allowed to talk about is falling in love here. That house is a sonic hellscape. Yes, it is. I feel really bad for their sound, guys. It's terrible.
1: It sounded like a bad party constantly.
0: Well, that's what it was, though.
1: No, I know, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry to their sound guys like also sorry to anyone who ever wants to sleep in that house like yeah Yeah. it's just not conducive it seemed like it was like a shoddy like mcmansion
0: yeah it's a giant like villa at a ski resort which actually i meant to look up which ski resort it's at
1: you mean a chateau
0: forgot to they kept saying villa
1: villa is not (laughs) the right word i think it's too big to be a chateau yeah it's at a private ski club. I looked it up. It's the Hermitage Club.
0: Yeah, I caught the name. I just hadn't... I didn't even remember, like, what mountain it was on.
1: It's, um... Yeah, it's, like, a weird one. I've seen billboards for it around. And they're like, ski privately. Don't let anyone else be there, except for the Bachelor <laughs> people, apparently.
0: <laughs> Sounds about right, though. hmm Yeah, but that's why it's, like, a giant McMansion. Yeah. Because, like, the newer... The newer estates at any of the ski resorts all look like McMansions. Right. When they redid Stowe Mountain Resort, yeah. It was it was like pure McMansion hell. Yeah, it's not it's great. It's buck
1: wild. And I get it for the function of like you bring 25 people up to a mountain with you.
0: But but like who's actually doing that, do you suppose? I've been on ski trips like that. When have you ever been on a ski trip? Oh, I've been on a lot of ski trips. Wow. Do you not know this about me? I know. I, like, I mean, I, I know that you've been skiing before in the way that I know that you're from New England, so you've been skiing before. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I've been to, like, a like ski weekends and stuff. Huh. All right. Wow, I'm getting judged. I'm getting so much
0: shade. <laughs> I'm not a skier, in case y'all were wondering. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> that is anyway. so funny. Anyway. I just wouldn't have expected it. I'm just surprised. What does that mean? It's not a bad thing. I just didn't know this about you. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so basically what we're saying is that The Bachelor is so interesting. Yeah. That we got distracted and started talking about this and stuff. Right.
1: I do wish that they'd made them dress like
0: Vermonters. I think that would have been really funny. The funniest thing about it to me is that they filmed this in the fall. They yeah. They filmed in, like, October and November. Maybe even as early as September. And, like, we had a warm fucking fall here, even in the mountains. hmm And, like, I don't think, at least up here, I don't think, we all got our first snow until, like, mid-November. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, up in the mountains, not in the valley. So they have everybody in, like, the parade walking around in snow pants and knit hats and, like, their ski parkas. And I was like, guys, it's, like, 50. Right. You're fine. Right. You're fine. Although you could also tell because no one complained that they were cold. That's true. And, like, a bunch of them were from warm places and they all would have been really bitchy about it. Right. So that is true. (laughs) I would be interested to see in future episodes. So the real reason we decided to watch this is because it was Vermont based. Obviously. Yeah. And I would be interested to see if they do more Vermont stuff in later episodes. Because my joke that they did Vermont about as well as Hallmark is super real. Yeah. It's like, I don't really... If they were trying to go for something by being in Vermont, they didn't do it.
1: Yeah, it was a kind of a weird location choice, also. Yeah. Yeah, Manchester is a super weird. <laughs> do they think, like, Bachelor Nation lives in Vermont, though?
0: No. Well, usually... I mean, they go wherever they get good production deals, right? Like, wherever they can yeah. get cheap hotels. But typically, their locations are supposed to be connected to, like, some romance trope. So, like, they go to various European cities and they go to tropical islands and they go to, like, uh, romantic cities in the U.S. and whatever. Because they always have to have the intro package where someone's like, it's the perfect place to fall in love. (laughs) Like, you could, like, (laughs) set your watch by it. So I'm assuming that, that that's, like... The romance novel location thing they were kind of going for by choosing vermont yeah but they like didn't quite do it somehow right also like do fall foliage if that's your angle yeah yeah it's true although you can't go skiing in the fall no you're right and it was supposed to be olympics based yep yeah. yeah. very true i i have to say they had two canadians And a couple people from Sweden, a guy from Germany, and I want to say there was someone else from a winter-type place in the U.S. And they had, like, a a cross-country skiing challenge. Yeah. And literally no one could do it. And I was like, y'all fuckers are from Canada. Like, isn't that what you're good for? That's what you do up there. (laughs) That's all you have. Sweden, too. Sweden's like non-stop fucking winter. They go skiing. Right. The Germans don't have great mountains, but they go skiing. The Germans have the Alps! That's true. The Germans don't have great <laughs>
1: mountains. I
0: was only thinking about it, uh, wherever. It doesn't matter.
1: Some of us have been to the highest point in Germany,
0: Kirsty. When did you go to Germany? What the fuck?! <laughs> Do you know <laughs> nothing about me? I <laughs> know. This is our first date. <laughs> I went when did twice. You go to Germany, though. Twice? Yeah. What the fuck? I went in middle school. I spent all this time abroad and you never fucking told me that? Because why would I tell you about that? How would it not come up? I made a lot of fun of Germans. I went on family vacation. It wasn't like I lived there. <laughs> oh it's not God. A thing you mention. Well, I'm mentioning it now. <laughs> this would be the talking head where I talk about how I'm not sure I have a connection with Kelsey anymore. <laughs> when you vote I me off The our Bachelor. I thought connection was really going somewhere. But now, like, now I'm not sure about our connection. Oh, my God. And I'd have to, like, I'd have to get a date card and, like, really see if there's the connection here at
1: all. <laughs> Wait, can we real talk for one second? Yeah. About the most egregious part of this entire show. Sure. The weird shit they do with the Japanese contestant and language oh barriers. Oh my
0: god.
1: And yes. their whole thing is that she doesn't speak English, but then she kind of does, but then it's like, ha ha, I say funny words, ha ha.
0: Yeah, literally everyone goes out of their way to try to speak to her, knowing that she doesn't speak English. And then she's just really uncomfortable and is... She's, like, holding her own. Like, she does a pretty good job of fumbling her way through. But, like, Chris Harrison, the low-key racist, like, (laughs) pulls her up to do an interview. And he's like, are you enjoying yourself? And she, like, can't respond. And he laughs at her and, like, asks her another question. And it's like, brosif. It's so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. I know, I had the thought, like, because when they first introduced her, basically all they told you is that she was on The Bachelor Japan and that she doesn't speak any English. Right. And I was like, so is that the only reason you chose her? Maybe. I wouldn't put anything past these people, obviously. I wouldn't either. I mean, they they definitely pick contestants during, like, regular seasons who are just there to be wild cards. Yeah. Like, there was a whole thing in Rachel's season of The Bachelorette with this guy who turned out to be super racist. Yeah. And it came out, like, right before the episode where he leaves that he's, like, mega racist. And it turned out that the show knew this at the time that they cast him. Oh, I remember this. And it, you know, The Bachelorette was a black woman and there were, like, a bunch of black men on the show. And they were like, so did you bring in a racist just to see how that would go? Answer, yes. Yes. Yes, because that's literally what The Bachelor does. Yeah. Yes.
1: So I think after watching this one episode, I'm all set. Permanently all set.
0: Although in fairness, the intent was never to find out if we would watch more Bachelor or not. No, it wasn't. But this confirmed my feelings. (laughs) Similar to how you got all the way into, like, two episodes ahead without noticing... I had been watching before my husband and I had to go to dinner one night, and I got to, like, what I thought was a good stopping point, and I hit pause, and we went, and then today I had to pick it back up to get ready for this episode, and I kept clicking through on Hulu to get to, like, different commercial breaks to find where I was, (laughs) and then I got all the way past the last commercial break, and I was like, oh, that was the end of the episode. (laughs) You can't even tell. I didn't even notice. And I had watched, like, during the credits, they do a blooper scene. Yeah. And I had watched the blooper scene. I had seen the credits. Nope. I nope. Didn't even register. It's because it breaks your brain. Yeah.
1: Not in a good way. Not in a Jamie way. No. Not in a fun way. Mm-mm.
0: We, we know that there are at least a few of you out there who watch The Bachelor So, if y'all want to like explain this to us, is there like a drinking game I need to know about? There are definitely drinking games. There are multiple drinking games. Help me
1: understand.
0: We would probably have to cut back some of the rules on the drinking game in order to survive. Yeah. Like, we would have to play the drinking game light because that's how I play every
1: drinking game. I'm not really equipped for drinking games. (laughs) It's true. We're so old now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, anyway yeah so that was that that happened now on to something that's not necessarily better but <laughs> certainly isn't worse it's, def- it's maybe not worse no <laughs> although you made a good point on Slack earlier which is that these two things go hand in hand oddly enough <laughs> <laughs> they really do <laughs> accidentally I see the thing of it is is that this movie and all of the tropes in this movie are what the bachelor wants to be and thinks it is yes like this is what the bachelor thinks it's doing this
1: is what the people on the bachelor winter games thought they were getting themselves into
0: in every season of the bachelor i would argue probably because that that's that's why it makes me feel like i'm watching a normal rom-com because that's what they're ripping off of the idea that like Someone shows up and meets a random someone in an unlikely setting, and they magically fall in love and become a princess. But it's not unlikely (laughs) on The Bachelor. (laughs) Like, these people signed
1: a waiver for this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. It's only cute when it's a fictionalization.
0: I don't think I'd give you that much, but I'm not going to pick that fight right now. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) <laughs> we'll save that for another rom-com That's fine <laughs> uh, So we are of course talking about A princess for Christmas mm-hmm. And I think other than a couple of gripes We will talk very little about the Christmas aspect of it So don't turn off the show Just because <laughs> it's a Christmas movie There's lots of other shit to work with here.
1: A lot of other <laughs> To their credit,
0: there's not a lot of Christmas compared to what we're used to from Hallmark. Well, I was just going to say, like many Christmas movies, it's like Christmas in theory. Yeah. But not really in practice. Right.
1: There's still some Christmas boners, but that'll
0: happen. Yeah. You Gotta have a Christmas boner. <laughs> <laughs> How else are you going to change the lives of everyone around you to make them good people? If you don't have a Christmas boner. That's the only way. That's the only way. The cure for bad people is Christmas boners. Yeah. So what was this movie about? Well, this
1: movie began in a land called Buffalo. A magical land called Buffalo. And I'm curious if they can also see Canada
0: from Buffalo. (laughs) Like
1: you can in Vermont. They would see
0: it better than I could. (laughs) Buffalo would literally have a better view. (laughs) (laughs) And it's about this chick named Jules? Yeah, I'm assuming it's supposed to be cute for Julia. Yeah. And she likes antiques.
1: And she gets laid off from her antique job because the antiquing business apparently has fallen on hard times (laughs) in Buffalo. And... (laughs) Then you find out that she is, like, basically raising her niece and nephew because her sister and her sister's husband had died the previous Christmas. Life events only happen on Christmas. Right. And then you meet the creepy Santa proxy named Paisley Winterbottom. (laughs) And (laughs) he takes them to a miscellaneous European country that they're, like, tangentially related to some some dude who lives in a castle. He's
0: not a laird and it's not Lallybrock. No. It's the kid's grandfather? Yeah. Right? Because it's Sam Hewen's father. Yeah. And they're Sam Hewen's niece and nephew. Yeah. So it's their grandfather.
1: Yeah. So they go there for Christmas just
0: because they got nothing else going on. They have no stranger danger.
1: Yeah. And basically everything beyond that is them, like, wreaking havoc among the house and some weird feelings about Christmas because of the, like, their parents and the grandpa being like, I don't like Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And then there's some weird romantical things that don't really land (laughs) <laughs> but they happen. There's a love triangle between Sam Hewen and I don't know what
0: his name is. Oh wait, it's it's um Ashton. Ashton. <laughs> because he's supposed to be from Geneva and they were like what if we named him after an Abercrombie model? Yeah. Normal. That sounds European. Yeah.
1: And his like girlfriend who's also of nobility of some kind and then this this chick who just drops in on their house and that's a weird love triangle that happens (laughs) i don't know she gets a christmas boner like hardcore and makes them get a christmas tree it's a whole thing
0: well she does all the things that a good christmas heroine is supposed to do she like forces everyone to get a christmas tree and then she makes christmas cookies and then everybody is suddenly filled with the spirit of Christmas and does good deeds and and sets her up with her man.
1: Yeah, that's it, right? Like that's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> we didn't oh, well, miss I anything. mean, there's like
0: there's a Christmas ball. Mm-hmm. They have a ball, and Sam Hewen breaks up with his girlfriend in the receiving line. Yeah. And he's like, he's supposed to be engaged to her. It's like a whole thing, and then it causes this like giant fight at the ball. And Sam Heughan's like, well, fuck that. And he just goes and stands in a hallway just in sight of the ballroom and makes out with the girl from Buffalo. Yeah. And then everyone's just like, yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, a, a speech after everyone makes out. It's actually it's very similar to the ballroom scene in A Christmas Prince.
1: Yeah, I think A Christmas Prince like may have infringed on like, some copyright
0: in this movie. <laughs> well, it's okay, though, because they had a law in an acorn, so that's what made it different. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There were no laws hidden in Christmas ornaments in this movie. There was, This was a lot, yeah, a
1: lot simpler of a the story.
0: <laughs> there was no deception about being
1: a member of the press. It's fine.
0: No, she knew what she was there for.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where to begin.
0: I, so I have, like, a lot of gripes. (laughs) Okay. I have a lot of little notes. And then I just have many thoughts about Sam Heughan. (laughs) Including
1: one that I wrote that was, what a naturally gifted horseman. (laughs)
0: really funny about that yeah i i've been listening to the official pod or outlander podcast yeah uh, which is ron moore talking about various episodes and in one of the early season one episodes he was talking about there was a scene where a bunch of people were on horses and he was talking about how this was his first time having to deal with horses oh i I listened to this And he, like, makes a joke that there's one cast member who's extremely uncomfortable around horses, (laughs) but he wouldn't name them. Yep. So I spent a long time trying to figure out who, and for a while I thought it might be Sam. Yeah. But in a very recent episode, um, Ron Moore said something about how Sam Heughan loves the horses. Well, you can
1: see that his long IMDb list features at least two products with the horses.
0: (laughs) Yes,
1: he is a talented horseman. The part of the reason why we watched this was because his IMDb list is surprisingly short.
0: Yeah, I think I think Outlander might have been a, a breakthrough for him, but he's so skilled, very skilled. As I said to you in the Slack channel, Sam Hewen would have chemistry with a piece of balsa wood. <laughs> he like he makes out with the chick at the end of the ballroom scene. And for like a split second, it was almost hot.
1: Oh, I thought it was not hot at all. But I have high expectations it was so for close, his particular. But I was makeout. only watching Sam
0: Hewen. That's fair. And
1: he's good at what he does. It was just very like PG and I'm not here for that anymore.
0: Although he was moving <laughs> his hands around her arms way more than they should in like a PG kiss. <laughs> I feel like a peachy kiss is like mouths closed, heads not moving, yeah, nothing moves. You just sort of smack your faces together. yeah. but he he was definitely doing some rubdowns. <laughs> Speaking of that
1: scene, <laughs> I guess before we just dive into this like rabbit hole, can we talk yeah, about I- how that was the worst dramatic appearance dress of all time? Oh, yeah. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole
0: life. It looked like a ball gown that you bought from, like, a bootlegger in China. <laughs> it looked like a
1: mermaid costume,
0: kind of. Oh, yeah. I see that. The funniest thing to me about it is on the back it has this, like, mesh piece because it I think it was supposed to have, like, cutouts. Yeah. But then they put this, like, mesh thing on her so that you couldn't actually see her back. But then under the mesh, you could see that she's still wearing a bra. It was just... You could see her bra lines. It was so bad. And I was like, is your wardrobe budget really so tight that you couldn't afford a strapless bra? Or, like, the sticky boobs? Or anything? Like, at that point in the movie,
1: your costuming has one job. Right. And it's to make it, like, very clear... That this is the most attractive person in the room.
0: Yeah, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. It was really bad. You know where else they failed to do it was her wedding dress. Yeah, that was also bad. It was a ruched nightmare. There was a lot of costuming choices. Yeah, none of them were good. At one point, the teenage boy walks into a room wearing a t-shirt that says, Die, yuppie scum. And I was like, really? (laughs) Yikes, yikes, yikes. Really? Yikes. yikes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was not, not great. Not good costuming. That chick also had a really bad American
0: accent. Oh my god. I was like, don't make her American. Right. She can be from bumfuck England. She doesn't have to be from Buffalo. They can't see Canada from England. <laughs> It's also just like, I'm sure they were filming in wherever the fuck all of the British actors come from. <laughs> in miscellaneous like doing, Europe. In miscellaneous Europe. I'm not convinced that all of the like cut rate productions that use British people <laughs> are actually based in the UK, but like wherever you find generic British actors, I feel like they probably could have found an actual American. Or, like you said, just make them a british person just make them it's fine it's they don't have to be from buffalo there's no reason no one ever needs to be from buffalo (laughs) especially because they only made like two jokes about her being american it's like if she's gonna be american at least make a point of it yeah there was no real reason for it it was just to make the point that she doesn't have a title yeah like, ooh, she's not nobility. She's American. Ooh. <laughs> she's a poor girl from Buffalo. <laughs> oh
1: man, I think like so. My biggest apprehension going into this movie <laughs> was that he wouldn't be hot. Oh yeah, but his voice was still the same. I didn't like it. You didn't like his voice. Why was he British? I know, but, like, it still sounded the no, same. didn't work
0: for me. Wow. Wasn't into it. He was a lot smaller. This was before he discovered Charity CrossFit. You took my bit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was a tiny man. He was so small. <laughs> like, it's okay, but he was so small.
0: He was still, well... Well, no, that's not how I want to phrase that. <laughs> I don't know why it came out that way. That's not how we refer to human bodies. Um, <laughs>
1: well, now it's gone. This is the part where we objectify, Kirsty.
0: All I wanted to say is he was still hot. I don't know why I ruined it. <laughs> he was just hot in, like, a nerd boy kind of way.
1: Yeah. It, like, didn't do it for me that much, but it was enough that I could deal with it. That's because you're used to CrossFit, Sam. I know. The thing that made me the most confused, uncomfortable, was the dancing dancing montage. When he's teaching her how to dance? And then she puts on weird music, and then they dance, like, (laughs) I wasn't ready. Yeah, no,
0: that was not. I wasn't ready for any of the dance moves that happened in that entire thing. No. The one thing about that scene is it made me wonder if this was intended to be a kids movie. Like if it showed on some kind of like analog to Disney Channel or something like that. It strikes me as ABC Family content. Yeah. That was like the one thing that made me think it might be slightly better than A Christmas Prince is it feels like it intended to be as campy as it was. I hope so. Whereas A Christmas Prince just felt cheap. Yeah. It just felt like a lie. <laughs> the writing in this movie was so bad. And yes, it was. And
1: <laughs> poor Sam. <laughs> Every scene where it was so bad, and he'd be, like, engaged listening to whoever was talking, and I was thinking,
0: poor, poor soul. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Because he tried so hard to be a good actor. And it was, like...
1: Years until he got Outlander.
0: Yeah. Well, and he, like, he auditioned for Game of Thrones, like, nine times or something crazy. Suck it, Daves. Suck it, Daves. I'm so grateful. Like, I thank God every day that he (laughs) was not on Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it when we do our Game of Thrones versus Outlander episode. But, like, thank God that Sam Hewen is on Outlander. Anyway... Anyway, he worked really hard he worked to get so himself hard. away from these movies.
1: I know. The other thing that was really cringe-worthy was when he was like casually playing the violin by the fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was something. That was something. Real something.
1: When miscellaneous Europe princes have feelings, they just play violin by themselves. It's true. He just
0: had a lot of feelings. He, he had was a, a poor, lot of feelings. A poor little prince boy.
1: Yeah, he he was good at bows and arrows too.
0: He was. So I found that scene highly unbelievable because what teenage boy has ever been presented with a bow and arrow and an opportunity to shoot at shit and has been like, this is lame. <laughs> that kid sucked. <laughs> I love that he's like a fucking klepto who starts fights in Europe. And she was like, sure, kid, you can lead your six-year-old sister home on an international flight by yourself. Right. So that I can go have an emotional crisis and be passive-aggressive. This movie. This movie. Oh, speaking of how much that kid sucks. Yep. Um, When they first arrive at the castle the miscellaneous european castle Mm -hmm. the butler has all of the people in the house come out and like greet them yeah and he introduces who they are and like everybody gets a person who's like assigned to them and so they go through and they're like this is your chambermaid and this is the whoever who's gonna whatever and whatever and so he gets his like butler and right before that the maid for the little girl had been introduced And this kid leans over to his sister after being introduced to his butler, and he's like, but I'd rather have Abigail. And I was like, who the fuck is letting (laughs) this, like, prepubescent piece of shit dabble in toxic masculinity right now? I came here for a wholesome Christmas boner. <laughs> I'm not trying to deal with your bullshit, men. Oh, man. <laughs> he hadn't been taught the ways of the world by Sam yet. No, Sam did teach him very quickly, though. He did. He did. He became a much less shitty teenager after hanging out with Sam. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> <laughs> he was so baby faced. I know. Can we just talk about
1: how baby faced he was? But he was still old. Like he was over the age of thirty in this movie. Was he really? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> blast her. She's gone.
0: Sorry all right to think about it for a minute. Are you
1: Google image searching
0: again? No, I thought about it, though. <laughs> I didn't do it. That's fair. It's fair. Um, can I file my other major grievance? Please do. It's related to this teenager. Yeah. So, the aunt is getting ready to go back to Buffalo because she's having an emotional crisis and is trying to set up a situation where everyone's going to have to chase after her. And... She is sending the two kids to the ball by themselves, because she's going to go home and they're going to come back to Buffalo in a couple weeks. Yeah. So she's tying the kid's bow tie for him,
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: he's, like, whining that she's not coming to the ball. And it's, like, it's it's one of those bow ties that, like, has, like, the adjustable collar. Okay. You know? Like, it has, like, the little clip Mm -hmm. on the side so you Mm -hmm. can, like, adjust it instead of having to, like, tie it. And you can see all of this on top of the collar of his shirt. And so she sort of finishes futzing around with it. And then she kind of like pokes at the side of it. And then she leaves it there on top of the collar of his shirt. And not only does she do this, but then he goes out into the hallway later. And it's still over the collar of his shirt. And then later, (laughs) there are other scenes in the ballroom. Where it is still over the collar of his shirt. So, so it like, was a choice. It was a choice. <laughs> it was a choice or wardrobe somehow missed it, even though their one job is to do a fucking bow tie right. Oh, no. I was like, I don't, like, I don't think they were, I don't, like, I, why, why was it happening? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had a lot of thoughts at the same time because why... Did they do that? That's terrible. Because they couldn't be making a point about him being, like, a dumb teenage boy because she did the tie for him. They're also not smart enough. Yeah, they're not paying that kind <laughs> no. of attention to detail. No. <laughs> I Because I'm watching her do it and I'm like, okay, so at what point are you going to, like, tuck out the collar to put the thing up in the collar? And she kind of, like, poked at the side of it. But she never tucked the collar. Oh my god, that's so funny. So I watched for it afterwards, and you could tell because the bow tie was slightly off-white. And you could see that little silver clip where you adjust the bow tie. That's terrible. Yes, it really was. And there were other men who were also wearing (laughs) bow ties, and theirs were tucked into their collars. Wow, maybe one of them should have helped him. Where was Sam? Sam.
1: Don't have answers. (laughs) Uh, I also like that at the end of this movie, when they decide that they're going to be together, there's literally no thought as to, like, the kids are in school. They might have friends. They've already had a traumatic time. Nope. They're like, yeah, we're just going to stay for
0: a while. Well, I feel like the moral of the whole story is that there's no pain or grief that having a lot of money can't fix. And Christmas. And Christmas. Because they go to the grandfather's castle and he's like, here, have electric guitar lessons. Have ballet lessons. Do archery. I don't give a fuck. You want a Shetland pony? I have them. (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly the kid's not a klepto anymore and everybody's happy. Right. And that other
1: chick doesn't have to get a job anymore. Nope. She just lives among the antiques.
0: (laughs) can play guessing games in the castle as to what kind of antique it is. What was that? I don't know. I, like, I don't know a whole lot about antiques. I am not an antiquer. But I don't think it really works that way.
1: No. I liked her sick burn to the the Leary counterpart when... She said it was, like, one thing, and she was like, no, it's definitely something else, and she's like, okay, and left, and then she was like, you were wrong.
0: That was really fucking funny. I appreciated that. In about the only way this movie could be funny. Yeah. Yeah. My other favorite part was that they get married, and they're getting into their horse and carriage to, like, ride off into the sunset, and as they're, like, sitting down, they're, like, not even all the way into the carriage... She says something about like my prince, and he says like my princess. Oh, and yeah. Then she says something about sitting on the throne, and he's like, well, actually. And it's like, you just got married five seconds ago, and right now is the time to talk about line of succession. <laughs> <laughs> it was like something where she was
1: like joking that they would inherit a throne at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, it's like, you didn't have the conversation of like, if you're a
0: prince, does that mean anything? Well, no, you see, because the whole point is that she loves him for him and not for his title. That's why oh, like sure. you had to break up with the other girl, because she told him that she only liked him for his title. So obviously she wouldn't have asked because she just loved him. So it didn't matter. <laughs> God, Kelsey, it's like, you don't even know how love works.
1: You're right. You see, I went to a psychic once, and they said that <laughs> I'd fall in love on an international journey. So,
0: <laughs> and thus we've come full circle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot about Sam.
0: Yes, before he's Outlander. definitely improved as a human being,
1: but like he was still something to look at. I guess. Yeah, I
0: mean, he was still attractive.
1: I told you, I like stared at his butt for too long in those white pants. Those were good pants. They were too tight and too white, but it worked for me.
0: (laughs) I kind of like him thick, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) I like. Do you? His thighs work for me. I'm just saying. Oh my god! Like, keep up the CrossFit, Sam. You're doing the Lord's work.
1: I know, it's true.
0: I was thinking about this movie because we had had a conversation about whether or not it was where, I guess, where it stood on a spectrum of, like, movies to A Christmas Prince. Yeah. Because for a good portion of the time I was watching it, I thought it was worse. I think it's better? Yeah. Well, you thought they were on par. Yeah. And I was thinking we're so far out from Hallmark Christmas it's been a while since I've had to watch this much bad content that I almost think I like I like lost my uh like my taste for it. <laughs> I like forgot how bad content works. <laughs> Did you forget how to hate watch? Well like I I was thinking about it because um we Lauren and I had gone to a brewery a couple nights ago. Mhm. And I tried one of his beers and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Did they get better? Because I didn't used to like this brewery. And he's like, well, in fairness, <laughs> your palate's probably a little different because it's been a while. That's fair. And I was like, fair enough. And I think that this might be the same thing. It could be. Like my hate watch palette has been refreshed because I haven't been exposed to this content for a while. Mm. So I thought that this was worse than it maybe is, because I forgot what it can be like out there. Yeah.
1: I mean, this was a few years old, too. Yeah, It was that's just true. simpler. Like, they didn't need as many ploys as A Christmas Prince did. Yeah. I keep getting really thrown by these titles. <laughs> I, it's because they're the same. It's, <laughs> it's the a same byproduct movie. of all Hallmark Christmas-adjacent shows. Yeah. Movies, exactly. whatever. Exactly.
0: It's all the innovation in the genre. Right.
1: (laughs) The good news is, this is not the last time we're going to talk about our friend Sam.
0: No. This is only the beginning.
1: (laughs) If you liked us objectifying his body, (laughs) stay tuned for more.
0: (laughs) We are going to do an entire episode about the female gaze, so strap in. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I think that's coming next week, right? Is that next week? Outlander related content is coming next week. Yeah, unclear what it yep. will be yet, but we'll plan something good for you.
0: <laughs> good for we'll us. End of talking about Sam Hewen's thighs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't yet dabbled into the world of Outlander, this is your warning. Yes, now would be the time. We will share a stars login with exactly one person. (laughs) Maybe, maybe.
0: (laughs) Man, if it weren't illegal, that would be a really good Patreon reward. Uh, It really would.
1: (laughs) If you have thoughts to share with us, if you've also watched A Princess for Christmas, the 2011... Random movie that is on Hulu, or if you've been watching the more topical Bachelor Winter games, I want to tell us about that. You can find us on Twitter at Hate Watch With Us or Gmail at Hate With Us at gmail.com. I haven't done this in a while. Um, you can find our website hatewatchwithus.com. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and i think that's everything you can also find our friends at thought bubble audio at thoughtbubblefm on twitter thoughtbubbleaudio.com some other places they've got great shows they won't be talking about outlander i don't think for the next few weeks so if you need another podcast alternate resource while we're doing this
0: go hang out with them did i get everything Yes, you did. But one thing I forgot to say is that this movie introduced the word dingle dork to my vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) This was a closing thought. Wow. Dingle dork. And of the three characters, the six-year-old girl, the 13-year-old boy, or the grown-ass woman... (laughs) said it it was definitely the grown-ass woman it was the grown-ass woman yikes yeah wow that's really special if you want more content like this tune in next week (laughs) (laughs) you dingle dorks (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) we'll see you next time bye bye (laughs) oh my god you know what i just realized what You know that stained glass that's in my basement that looks into the family room? Yeah. It's got like a flower on it. I'm gonna send you a snap. I mean it's like a it's like a flower with ribbons. Yeah. It looks like the female reproductive system. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? And tubes and everything. <laughs> <laughs>